0: That's B-O-D-I dot com.
1: Hey there. I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, where we break down your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. This is a special bonus episode because Dirty John just concluded a few days ago, and we could not resist the opportunity to break down the series.
2: Yes. Yes. So
1: Vanessa and I both have listened to the podcast, seen the Dateline show, which you can't find um, on demand. You have to like get some sketchy YouTube version of it. That's what I had to do. Um, And then of course, we've seen the show. So initial thoughts on the show, V, what did you think?
2: Honestly, and and maybe because I listened to the podcast, I saw the Dateline, I didn't love it. I felt like it kind of dragged a little bit. I almost think it would have been better if it was, like, a two-hour movie.
1: I thought it was, like, three episodes too long. I agree. And, like, the second to last episode, for a second, I thought, like, my DVR messed up. Because it kept going back to stuff we'd already seen. Yeah. And would just show you just, like, a little bit more. Uh, I felt like that was so not needed. Um, So, I agree. Like, I was so excited about this. And for those who have seen the series but haven't listened to the podcast I mean, the podcast is so good.
2: Oh, the podcast is so good and leaves you wanting more. And it's funny because the podcast is like, what, eight episodes? And the series was about eight episodes. And they follow the podcast pretty closely, so you wouldn't think that the TV show would need to be shorter. But I don't know. I think maybe because Debbie Newell in general as a character, she's kind of Slow isn't the right word but she's I don't know
1: <laughs> she's like um like endearingly ditzy is kind of how I look at it. like she's like one of those people that like I think you'd you know like you'd be sitting down having lunch with them and she'd be like in the middle of a sentence and just stop and be like what was I saying and you would just laugh and be like oh that's just how you are yeah um she's just I think she just has a lot of things running in her head and uh I thought Connie Britton did a great job portraying that because a lot of times she'd be like no what can you show me that like there were there's so many things where I feel like she's just so instinctively trusting and naive and I you can see how she got herself into the situation she got herself
2: into oh for sure and like honestly too I think if you didn't listen to the podcast and just watch watch the show I think there are a lot of details that you would maybe miss in terms of how they set up the TV show, like a lot of the stuff with John's past, like his ex-wife, um, his sisters Yeah, like stuff. they go over it, but not
1: as in, in detail as they do in the podcast.
2: Exactly. And it's easy to kind of glaze over or just kind of be like, wait, what is happening? Like, what am I paying attention to? Um, so I, I felt like, I mean, I get it. There's a lot to tell in this story. And I, I do feel like the show overall stayed very close to the podcast with a couple of dramatizations of the overall story. But um, yeah, like, like you said, I think it could have been cut a couple episodes or been just one full movie.
1: Yeah. But overall, I mean, I thought the casting was great. I loved that the daughters that like, they really sounded and acted like the daughters did on the podcast. Oh
2: yes. Especially, um, Jack, I think Jacqueline Newell, is that her actual name?
1: Her real name's Jacqueline and she was Veronica on the show. Veronica, That's right. I'm thinking maybe she didn't want to, she might've just said like, I'm okay with the show happening. Um, but I don't want to like sign over like my name and like likeliness. So they just used a different
2: name. But, but um, yeah, it sounded like spot on to her and like what she would seem like.
1: So my um, sister started watching the show and didn't watch the podcast at first and thought that the the girls were kind of annoying until she listened to the podcast and realized that like they kind of had that classic California like dialogue where just kind of like, yeah, like everything's just like kind of slow, like, you know, words take a little bit longer yes. to get out of your mouth. Uh, I thought they, I mean, they were spot on. And. It was so weird the whole time I kept thinking, like, I can't believe Ruby from Ozark is nailing this the way she is. I know
2: she is. That She was Tara. Like, at first glance, you're like, wait, what? Ruby from Ozark? Yeah.
1: Um, And she was also in The Americans. If anybody watched that show, she had, like, a little small character in there. Like, this girl, I think, is blowing up.
2: No, she definitely is. I think she's in a Kate Spade campaign, side note. She's uh, the face of Kate oh. Spade. But anyways, um, no, I thought the casting was really, really good. I mean, they had all the ingredients of it being like an amazing series. I think because I personally had invested my time in all the other things. I, maybe the story itself. I, not that it became old. It just, I don't know. I It didn't, uh, it wasn't, it didn't hit. It wasn't yeah. perfect for me. I think if you watched the show you would have and not
1: have listened to the podcast or seen the dateline, or maybe even if just you had seen the dateline, you would have loved the show. Um, because I think that like the podcast having a little extra detail in history and I mean they were interviewing people. So you were hearing you were truly hearing what the sister and previous women had gone through and what they thought about it. Um and you don't you can't fit all that into the TV show quite oh, for as much. Sure. And
2: the one thing I kind of wish the TV show went into a little more than they did um, because the podcast did an excellent job of doing this was Deborah's mom's forgiveness of her sister's murderer.
1: It was so quick. All of a sudden it was just like one day she met with him in jail and she just forgave him. And yeah. It's, yeah. And I think that plays a huge part into, I think it's part of the reason why the kids were, are very like, were very hesitant to, uh, except John, I mean, clearly there there's red sign, like red flags and signs that like this guy's off. And because, you know, they knew for the girls, they knew how their aunt died. And then for Toby, he knew how his mom died. I think they are just a little bit more weary of trusting people. Um, so I think that played a lot more into just how these people became who they were. And it was kind of glazed over.
2: I will say too. And I mean, she went into this in the podcast and I kind of show with Connie Burton and uh, the actual Deborah Newell but oh, that'd be amazing. It, it kind of blows my mind that the times like she kind of went back
1: and it was more than once uh, and the show yes. it was really just the one time after he got out of the hospital um, but yeah I mean it just shows like it's crazy how manipulative people can be and I think she was just so wanting to be loved and loved all the attention he was giving her and felt like he supported her all the time that she just didn't want to believe that he couldn't be the person that she thought he was. Um, and that he always like, it's just amazing how he always tricked her. And I think the podcast did a better job too, of kind of explaining like how, how she, why she fell for him.
2: Oh yeah. And I mean, and it's just, it just blows my mind because I think every person and, Thinks like, oh no, I wouldn't do that. That wouldn't be me. But people do crazy things when they're stigmatized. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they do crazy things when the everything is passionate and they feel loved and all that stuff. So I, I don't know. I am really, really curious to see. And I haven't read anything about this. And I don't know if you've seen anything. Abby is, do, has, she, is she dating now? Like, do you know what's going on with Deborah now? I try
1: to like like google and see like cause she, they're oxygen's now doing something about this too. Um they I think they're doing a, like just a smaller little series about it. Um and so I was trying to see like what's going on but she's been pretty Deborah will talk about like what happened when she was dating John but she doesn't she doesn't really seem to be talking about her future. I want to know too. like yeah, is she dating or um I mean how has her life changed since since deciding to let this story happen.
2: Yes. One of the craziest things and you all listening, you'll have to Google this and I'm I'm blanking on the names right now. But John Newell's actual daughters were present at the premiere and took a photo with the actor, um, Eric Bana, I believe is his name, with the actor that played their father. It's kinda
1: weird. But I don't think I guess they didn't really I mean they knew their dad, but not they hadn't seen him for a while. But
2: how crazy is that? Like how yeah. weird would that be? Well and to think like to find out your dad was a piece of shit.
1: Well, and murdered. I mean not really. Yes. I mean he was murdered, I guess. I don't know. Do you call
2: it that when it was in self defense? I think you still do. He was killed. I think it's um uh on, um involuntary. involuntary Yeah. Involuntary manslaughter.
1: I did like so I was a little Nervous to see the stabbing scene because, uh, on the po- i mean, they describe it in the podcast, i mean, he was stabbed numerous times, um, yes, and in the head, which I always thought was so weird. How do you stab someone in the head? And then when I watched it on the show, I'm like, well,
2: that's how you would do it, um, I, yeah, and I kind of wish this is like very subtle. And if you didn't listen to the podcast or even the Dateline, the Dateline, I was dying the first time I watched it and seeing Tara tell her story, but, um, you make a more direct connection to her zombie passion. Yeah. That
1: was not mentioned that much. Like she talked about it like a little bit in like the second episode with her boyfriend.
2: Yes. But you wouldn't tie it full circle until like how she defended herself. Um, So, I I mean, I don't know how they would play that into the storyline without like having her just like watching walking dead or something like that. But I I felt like they didn't like, well, it made it seem like a
1: weirdo because then when they were interviewing her at the hospital, and she's, like, kept saying, like, I always thought I would know what to do in a zombie apocalypse and all this stuff. And, like, it made it seem like she was almost, like, delirious from, like, the trauma. But, like, that's really, like, she had been preparing herself for a zombie apocalypse. She, had like, knew a lot about zombies and zombie shows. And so, I, like, it helped her in this situation. Yes. She actually it probably saved her life, which is kind of crazy.
2: I know. It is really crazy. And I did – I was kind of surprised by some of the subtle changes they made in the last episode – um, because he, John, yes, he was like stalking them and everything, but there was like a slight, some little, uh, changes in the, in the story, overall storyline. But for Jacqueline or Veronica, she, when she was being followed, she wasn't like in an Uber or anything. I believe she was with a friend. Yeah. When that all went out. the Uber thing
1: was kind of weird. Cause like, why would a guy really sit with her all night?
2: Yeah. That's a stranger. It, it would, yes. And why would she, if she's that on guard, yeah. and she's like, I like
1: don't if she's my that paranoid, off. yeah, yeah if
2: she's that paranoid about John, and she knows him. Why would she just welcome herself up to a stranger? That would be a little weird. And then the other thing I thought was kind of crazy on the podcast, or that what actually happened was for Tara, that John had called like th- multiple times to see if she was working. Like he was truly targeting her and i'm surprised they didn't mention that in the show
1: and it as always i wish like in some ways we somehow could get his perspective on it because in the podcast i do a really good job of describing this and you kind of see it in the show but Jacqueline is the very aggressive i hate john one and you do see that like veronica on the show is the one who's like he sucks he's a piece of shit she gets like the sister and the cousin and the brother on board but they don't show like Tara really was just like very like sweet and like I don't know I just feel like that you didn't really see quite the contrast between them as much as you did like hearing it on the podcast and I still will never understand why he targeted her instead of Jacqueline
2: I well I think he did target Jacqueline but I think maybe he got spooked I think Tara was overall just an easier target. yeah. And it probably would hurt the family more. Like, it would be more unexpected. Yeah, that's like, true. I just you know, like, like, would love to know. I mean,
1: because clearly he had no problem ruining all of their lives. Like, that's what he had been doing. Um. So maybe he just thought it was a better opportunity if he was going to. And, and I it's... wonder if he would have actually killed her.
2: I feel like he would have.
1: I mean, it seemed like it. But was he going to, like, just try to, like, I don't know. I, also I feel, like, feel
2: like he would have. I yeah. don't know. I'm also, I would love to see, and I haven't done much Google research, so if anyone listening, please slide into our DMs and let us know what you know. But I'm curious to know about all the other women that he conned. Yeah. Um, just, like, their point of view. It's such a crazy story. I mean, it's fascinating. Like, I like most of your crime stories are, but this one especially, just because it seems unbelievable.
1: I think, too, like, um, the one part I liked about the show is some of the flashbacks of him as a kid. I mean, he, like, the things he, with their dad. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no wonder that he ended up so entirely messed up. But, I mean, there's just so many things where you just think about, like, you can just see it, like, forming into him being this, just this massive con artist that's, you know, violent. It just, you never really thought, I, you just never thought he was going to turn into being a killer, though, even at, like, hearing about it. The fact that well,
2: and it's yeah, and it's interesting because the sisters grew up with him, and they're normal, yeah. civilized human beings. But I think it goes back to and I um, a good Instagram account that's worth checking out. Everyone is at my family Jeannie. She's oh, a yeah. genealogist, and she kind of goes into John Mehan's family. But anyways, it's interesting. There was some conversation a little bit about nature versus nurture. And I hadn't really, really, truly thought about this, but seeing his story, I feel like goes to show that you're, how you're brought and raised and all that stuff can really, really change um, the type of person that you are. Like, even if he grew into a shitty household, I think if had he had good parents or I'm sorry, had he grown into like a shitty um situation like his family was poor or mm-hmm. whatever but he yeah was loving parents i think he could have ended up as a good human being it's just kind of crazy how that works
1: yeah i know it's just sad um the other thing too about the show that um i just i kind of wish that they would have done maybe a little bit more though is i think they kind of touched on his early life a little bit um but i would love to see like it was like he was a little kid and then it was him when he first met his first wife, I want to know like that, like him in law school and stuff like that was completely glazed over.
2: Yeah. And they talked about that a little bit on the podcast. And I remember they interviewed some of his friends.
1: Well, and he got the, so dirty John, like you never even realized how he
2: got the nickname.
1: And it's yeah. because he slept with like tons of girls in law school.
2: Which is crazy. I, it just blows my mind to me that so many people just kind of glaze over the fact that he didn't go to class Yeah. <laughs> or like, I don't know. It's just, that would just be so weird to me to live with someone and not like confront them on that.
1: It, uh, yeah. I, it, it's weird. How like a, I feel like with a lot of things, like the women obviously had to suspect something was up. You would think
2: so. Um, yeah, you, you would think so. I also it's, feel, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that was it.
1: I also think like if I were his wife and he wanted to just immediately like mimic what I was doing, I just think that'd be a little odd. Yes. Like, it like the whole, and he was like trying to fast track it and like talking to people about why he thought he would be so good at it and stuff. And it was just kind of surprising to me. I don't know. I feel like I'd be like, well, it's kind of weird that all of a sudden now you want to do exactly what I'm doing.
2: Oh, for sure. But I guess he just
1: saw an opportunity to get drugs.
2: Yeah. The drug part was crazy. Like watching it on the show, I will say, I felt like, I mean, not, I don't know anyone personally who's battled drug addiction, but I felt like they did a good job of that. Like even him injecting into his toes yeah. and just the bleeding and all that stuff. I was like, oh, this is bad. And just
1: hiding it in so many different places. Like, you know, she started searching the house, trying to find it because she knew it had to be somewhere. Um and the, like the part i actually think they did a good job on the show versus um in the podcast just cuz they could visualize it was finding it when his wife wife found it in their house with all like the kids toys yes
2: which is sad that you're hiding drugs in your children's toys yeah
1: it just also oh go ahead sorry
2: no i was just going to say do you think the part and i don't remember this from the podcast or not but the part about him um dealing drugs or getting drugs with another doctor. Was that embellished? Okay.
1: I was wondering that too. I meant to Google it because I don't remember it from the podcast at all. Um, I think it was embellished or it might just be, maybe he did have somebody he was selling the stuff to. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, I know he was using some of it himself. Um, but I don't know if that was maybe just to give some context into like how he had his withdrawal where he like, you know, started like threw up on the carpet um and had to be hospitalized and like on the show they wanted to show like why it happened i don't know it was kind of weird
2: yeah that was kind of weird and i didn't pick up in the podcast and maybe they glaze over it that he hooked up with men you remember that the aa meeting
1: yeah okay so i don't know i don't know if that's really true
2: i don't either um. Actually, I feel like I think I'm Googling it right now. Go for
1: it. <laughs> the just other see- thing, too, that I just think is crazy that it showed was just, like, how easy it is for somebody to manipulate the system. I mean, he had – there's so many reasons why he should have been on different, like, municipalities' radars. You know, like – and he was just, like, openly out there conning more people. And he, I feel like he just always knew how to get away with it.
2: Yeah. I – yes. It's kind of scary. Like, I, I – I don't know too much about our stocking laws or laws in place for that, but I feel like it's very, very hard to um, char- press charges against someone for the types of things that he was doing. Well,
1: and especially once they're married, because like, I mean, you know, she like the things with the car, like the car, you know, it's like, yeah, I guess he did have a key, you know, and she did let him drive it occasionally because she didn't, I'm sure. in her, like her thinking and was, she didn't want to completely leave him like high and dry. But, um, just like that kind of stuff, then like, it's like, yeah, he could basically do whatever he wants and it's not really, it's hard to prove.
2: Yes. The whole car thing was nuts. Yeah. That he, I don't know. That was crazy to me. I I don't know how that Deborah, even on the podcast, like them telling the story, I felt like they were all very, with the exception of maybe Jacqueline Newell, but Tara and, Debra especially, were kind of calm telling yeah. their story. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know if it's just, just their Sunday demeanor. I, feel like it's just, I think it is their demeanor. But they're just it's very, just like,
1: like um, I don't want to say meek, but like, just very, like, I don't, just like soft spoken and like very sweet. And
2: yes. Um, it's nutty.
1: I also, I would love to be able to interview um her divorce lawyer, like when she first oh, met with yes. him and now, like, what were because he? I mean, he was worried about what John was going to do, and he feel like it felt like he couldn't figure out his motive. I don't. know. I just would love to pick that guy's brain.
2: Oh my gosh, yes, and I'm sure he's gotten several clients since then. But the one thing that was sad to me that he mentioned is that, and and I know she left multiple, like more than once, but that he alluded to the fact that most women never leave, and like it just made me sad thinking about how many other people are in situations like that and don't stay. leave.
1: And And the scene in the, uh, on the show in the bathroom when she overheard them and she was like, gosh, more like, I hope she realizes how lucky she is. Most of the time, the guy like skips, it's like run uh, on the run and the daughter's dead. And it's just like, God, like you think about how it's weird to use the word lucky, but how lucky they are that they survived it.
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's just a nutty case. And I feel like Tara, she's so sweet on Instagram and Instagram Instagram interactions with her. And she seems to have like a good head on her shoulders, despite living all that. That's the one thing too, that like, it's like, you see her
1: out, like living her life, which is really great to see. It's like heartwarming to know that this has not completely ruined her. It is just incredible though, that she isn't, I feel like I just, I'd be afraid to ever leave my house. And she isn't like she's out there going on vacations and like really living life. Um, And I'm sure like it seems like she's starting to do a little bit more like media stuff. So maybe she's going to start telling her story a little bit more.
2: Um, Oh, yeah. I would love to see. And have you tried Googling Jacqueline Newell? No. Does anything come up? Uh, Nothing. You cannot find anything. Like I tried Googling her. Just I was just curious to see what she looks like. Like and seeing if the casting was accurate or not. And you cannot find anything, which made me laugh because knowing her character and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, maybe she figured out a way to not have her picture show up unless I'm just not as good at stalking. But
1: well, maybe also too, she feels like, like she was part of it, but like the story really is in a way it's Tara and her mom's to tell for sure. And for one sure. thing too that I thought was interesting, I was like googling a bunch preparing for um, tonight's podcast. And I don't know for those who watched and are listening. So Tara Newell was involved in the show, and so was um, the real Deborah. But Tara um, actually helped them on that finale on the scene in which she kills him. Oh, really? Like she, I like helped reenact it so that it could be very accurate. Wow which I just, you would have to be such an emotionally and mentally strong person to put yourself back in that place in a a way and like recreate it. And I just feel like, I think it'd be so hard and traumatizing to put yourself right back there and try to remember everything you did. And like, you know, the actions, like she, you know, had her book pack and, you know, her book bag and she like used that to push him away. And then she grabbed the knife and I couldn't imagine trying to like step by step no. recall all of it but she is amazing in the fact that she was able to.
2: Oh my god, I got chills just thinking about that. Like, yeah how strong must can she be to actually do that? Like how scary is that? And I know her boots played a big part yes. in her surviving as well. Those boots
1: were made for walking.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> um so we're talking about the podcast and the show a lot and um So, but it's funny, like the Dateline, um, did it come out before the podcast officially released?
2: I saw, I don't know. It might've been around the same time frame. I don't remember when it came out, but I had, I saw the Dateline first. Yeah.
1: I feel like a lot of people did. I did not. So I'll be honest. The show I saw previews for the show, I Googled it. Everyone's like, oh, it's this amazing podcast. And then V, you were the first one who were like, no, I watched it on Dateline. I couldn't believe it was a true story. Um, and it was so hard tracking down that dateline. I would think with everything happening, they would have it, like, on demand or, like, replay it. But you have to, like – it's like, seriously, I, it was, I think of was somebody, like, recording it on their phone and post it oh, to YouTube. Hilarious. Yeah, you know,
2: Kyle and I usually on Friday nights in our boring suburban life, we <laughs> have wine and dateline on Friday nights. And this was probably the best dateline we had ever seen. In terms of for the, the one-hour episode, like, delivering and everything, we were, we were shocked. Yeah by the ending of it. And most of the time with datelands you can kind of figure out what's going to happen. Um, if you watch them a lot, like I do, but it is, it was awesome. It was a, a nice little taste. And I feel like the podcast just gives you all the details and the TV show too, all everything that you want to know about this story and family. But now I feel like people want more. <laughs> I know. I feel like I, I'm just waiting for like Tara to have like a reality show. I don't think she'll do it, but I think people like are just dying to know more about her life. Um, I'm kind of surprised that everything's on Oxygen, the rest of it. I mean, I guess Bravo doesn't necessarily do, like, after well, like, math. Well, Oxygen like, is, like, a,
1: a like a women, like, I feel like it's, like, a women empowerment station, kind of. Like, they do a lot of, like, I Survived type of, like, docu series Yeah, that's true. Um I was just going to say something that we were talking about with the date. Oh, so you were saying like how you never, like, usually you can predict the ending. And I remember like talking to you after seeing a few of the episodes of the show before I had started listening to the podcast. And before I watched the janky basement version of the dateline, um, I had no idea. Like people were saying, oh, you're totally gonna be able to predict what happened because I, they did show some scenes of like blood and Deborah at the hospital. But I did not expect it to go that way. And I think that's what makes it – it's true, but it makes it such a great story is just the fact that, like, most of the time you hear that he either – a man in the situation murders the wife, murders the kids, or just disappears and no one's to see him. Like, no one can find him. No one can track him down.
2: Yes. No, absolutely. I was – well, and I knew nothing of the story before I'd watched The Dateline. And watching it was my first time hearing about it. And like Kyle and I watching it, we're like, oh my gosh, how dumb can this woman be? And then when it got to the end, we're like, what? Oh my God. I
1: know. And you have to applaud her for sharing her story. I mean, she said she really shared it, hoping it would help somebody else either not go through it or somebody that's going through it, get out of it safely.
2: Yes, for sure. I feel like they've found a new voice and using their, um, uh, platform for good yeah which i applaud them and i i'm sure they've had several people i don't know this to be true but i would imagine they've had people either in a tough situation or who've gotten out of a situation reaching out to either one of those uh deborah or tara and figuring out like what do i need to do or yeah you you gave me strength i wouldn't be surprised if they
1: oh definitely they people. seem very sweet that they would be the type to do that and i just think it's very brave with them because i mean all of us watching are thinking like oh my god how like you said how dumb can she be like You know, how does she not see it? And she she didn't. And that's what makes it so scary is there's women out there that don't. Um, Exactly. So it's really – I think it's really brave of her to,
2: like, let it be portrayed so honestly. Yes. Will you watch the Oxygen special? Probably not.
1: I think I'm over this. I
2: feel like I've just – there's just been so much with it.
1: And I feel like I already know the
2: story. What about you? Same. I don't think I will either. The only thing I'm curious is his daughters are interviewed – um, and they kind of interview his first wife as well, I would love to hear I'm not going to seek her. it out. Yeah. I mean, this would only be like after like a Sunday night, there's nothing on TV. I'm channel surfing and this is on. It's the only way I'd probably watch. But... Yeah,
1: I agree. It's not, I mean, it's not going to be something that like, I'll have it on my DVR, but I'm not, it's not something I'm like, Oh, I got to watch this in the next couple of days. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're talking about like, how can this happen? And this is so crazy, but we've somewhat seen this play out on Bravo before.
2: Yes, we have Orange County. Yeah. yeah. Brooks. Dirty Brooks. I
1: mean, there's a lot of comparisons. Now, I don't think, to our knowledge, Brooks has not murdered anybody. Um, but, I mean, he conned Vicky, And really, I guess, I mean, this must be the classic move is, like, you brainwash them and manipulate them so much that you really kind of turn their kids against them.
2: Yeah which is crazy. And I'm glad Vicky sees it now and acknowledges it. This was, I kind of stopped watching OC shortly after all the Brooks drama, but it was crazy watching it. Cause everyone saw it except for B- Vicky. Like the well, blinders like, were. Yeah. on, And Brianna
1: even said, like, I do not, like, I will not come into your house. If you know, like if this guy's around, I'm not going to like, she made it very clear, kind of like with Tara. Like I, you know, I don't want him around. I don't trust him. And, um, it was crazy that like both Vicky and Debbie both kept going, you know, going back to them. They broke up numerous times. Brooks and Vicky did, and Dirty John and Debbie did. So it's just, I know there's a, I think there's just a, there's a lot of comparisons there, and I guess it happens more frequently than we realize.
2: Oh, for sure. I kind of wish Vicky. I know now she's like so done talking about Brooks. But in some ways, I wish she would stop getting defensive. And maybe she has. So please call me out. No, she still
1: plays the whole like, yeah, he took all my money. He conned me. I thought he had cancer. I thought I loved him. And it's like, I think on some level, you knew something was up.
2: Well, that and I just kind of wish she would just be like, listen, this happened to me. And I'm a successful on a reality TV yeah. show, and I fell for it. And these are the signs I miss. Like I kind of wish she would spin it like that, um, just so she's truly like helping other people. But I feel like she gets so defensive anytime Brooks comes up.
1: Yeah, I think maybe it's it's just gonna take a while. I think also it's just for her. She um she's always so worried about her image and her appearance that she couldn't have anything tarnish that. That's true. So she just I don't think I think it'll be a long time before we ever really know the real truth as to what
2: which what really happened from her perspective do you think bravo will do any other true crime s- stories like a tv series like they did with this one
1: i mean it, it's done really well so i don't know why they wouldn't um i'm trying to think what else And like i feel like true crime is just a genre that does amazing i mean you look at making a murderer all the john Bonet stuff was a huge like hit a couple years ago um I, I, I mean I don't know why they won it I'm just trying to think what else would they do I did see though there's gonna be a Lorena Bobbitt show oh um, like, really like a docuseries <laughs> and I'm not joking the like mini tagline I can't remember what the title of it was but the mini tagline was love
2: hurts Oh, <laughs>
1: which is pretty. I thought that was pretty that's funny. Pretty.
2: That's pretty brilliant. Um, I personally loved your crime. So I would walk, welcome yeah. it. Like it's, it's so interesting. It's a weird thing to kind of feel obsessive over because I mean, these are real stories in people's lives and someone is hurt from it one way or another, but it's fascinating to me.
1: I, yeah, I do too. I mean it is sad. Like sometimes as I'm watching some of these shows, I have to remind myself that like somebody died, you know, like there's a life that is lost. This isn't like a fake show. But it is – it is just – I mean, it's just crazy to think, like, these things really exist. This isn't made up. This isn't, like, a Hollywood dramatized um, movie. It's – it really happened.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: Well, I feel like we pretty much covered the series. I think it was – I mean, I'm glad Bravo did it. I think it was really – a good risk for them and it's it clearly paid off i mean connie Britton was nominated for a golden globe um was eric banna i don't think he was
2: no he wasn't i thought i thought it was smart and i feel like having someone like connie Britton on board probably gave this project legs um not saying that anyone else wouldn't want to take yeah, on this she just story. can do no wrong Oh, for sure. And she really did transform into Deborah Newell, I felt like.
1: Just the way she talked and her body language. Yeah, she really did. I mean, if you've seen her in other shows like Friday Night Lights or Nashville, this was a totally different Connie. Exactly.
2: Well, we'll be coming back to you you all with all the regular Bravo scoop early next week. So if you haven't already and you enjoy listening to us, please give us five-star rating. Or you can write us a lovely review. We love that, too. You can follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. And last and foremost, so you don't miss any news, any bonus episodes, you can subscribe. So we will catch you next week.
0: You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are BODY. Start your free trial at BODY.com. That's b o d dot